Utalk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. On the web at utalkradio.com. Welcome to Utalk. I'm here with Katie and Steve, my favorite co-hosts. Hi, Larissa. Hi. You're our favorite co-host, too. Aw, thanks, guys. <laughs> Group hug group hug but we want a group hug with our audience too yes. so yes. we want to hear from you guys so give us a call at one 855 50 talk that's one 855 of course you can send us a message through utalkradio.com as well all right what's the strangest thing you've seen in the past week to warm us up today all right. Well, mm-hmm. I was in Costco. I mean, it's a good thing I live by a Costco. I, I love Costco. I love Costco. Free samples. Yeah. Oh, yes. absolutely. I mean, you can almost go there for lunch. Anyway, I saw this old woman wearing a nightgown and a robe walking around greeting people like, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hi, how are Did you? Did she work there? No, she didn't have a name badge on. She She's just walking around. Her hair's all messed up. And How I, did people respond to her? <laughs> they were, some of them were looking at her like, whoa, okay strange and some of them are like oh i feel so sorry for her and i'm just going lady this is not cool how about you katie so i went to the bank the other day and i'm sitting in my car i just made my deposit and you know someone had called me so i was checking my phone and sitting in my car right across from where you do the drive-through banking okay so you're out of there so i'm out of there and i'm sitting in my car and i see this guy pulls up he turns off his car gets out and is standing right there at the the little kiosk on the wall, ATM. just in the drive-through lane, and he's standing there for about five minutes, like stretching and just chilling on his car and leaning against the wall, and he'd kind of press a couple buttons on it and then stand there, and I'm like, that's supposed to be the drive-through lane, and a line is forming. I was going to say, him. is there a line behind him? Yeah, it's forming behind him, and he's just—I don't even know what he was doing. Was anybody getting upset, like honking or screaming, "Hey, dude," or whatever? No, and I was really surprised because I was like, I probably would have been like, uh, "Buddy, okay? Like, are you okay? What are you doing?" I gotta admit, like some friends of mine, like after I think a dance at school or whatever, like we went to the drive-through of Carl's Jr. or something because like the regular restaurant, I think it was Jack in the Box actually, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't open, and so we actually walked up to the drive-through for, mm-hmm. for for different reasons because the regular restaurant wasn't open, and we had already parked our cars, and we didn't want to get back in our cars just to drive-through, so we just walked up. Okay, we'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, well, the strangest thing I saw recently was um, I don't know if it's strange, but I see it from time to time. It's like when people are dumpster diving in our dumpster and like they don't live here. And I mean, I know they probably are, you know, possibly homeless and like are looking for bottles or something. But it's still a really strange sight to see like two people's legs. I mean, a person's two legs like dangling out of a dumpster. And it's kind of startling, too, when you see that. Yeah. And I feel like a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Like it's one thing if they're diving in the dumpster and it's, you know, in the back of you know some alley or you know on the street but when they actually go into where they hold the dumpsters and it's Uh it's like this you know behind this wall or whatever and then i'm going to throw out my trash and i see a person there it kind of freaks me out i gotta admit well at least it's not a dead body though because that would really be freaky okay steve you've been watching too much tv criminal minds (laughs) (laughs) i think both of you have had enough talk about dead bodies and let's move on sounds good yes So sometimes we take a mic out where we see a bunch of people and give them a chance to ask us random questions. We call this street talk. You never know what they're going to ask. Check out this one from Anna. Street talk. Hi, my name is Anna, and I was wondering why are monkeys so clingy? 
truly random. <laughs> what? Things you ponder about the universe, and I don't think I ever thought about why monkeys were so clingy. Um, what do you guys think? I've pondered, you know, clingy women or what, you know, but not monkeys. That's just so, I'm still stuck on that question. It's so random. Like, Wait, I, quick, I, somebody wiki it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Clingy it, monkeys. It, I want to know why she, of all the questions, Is there why a monkey following you around, Anna? That's uh, what I want to know because- A monkey on your back. Yes, if you've got a monkey literally on your back, you may need to go to the zoo and give that monkey back mm-hmm. because I don't think we're really allowed to have monkeys. I think Ross from Friends had a monkey. Um, <laughs> well, that's going way back, Larissa. <laughs> well, it's on reruns, you know. That's true. Netflix. Like, okay. But, you know, maybe she's got a monkey backpack. Maybe she does. Maybe. And that's why the monkey is clinging. But oh. she was testing us. Well, I think that's a question for you to stop by your local zoo um, or someone who's a uh, Pet store. A special pet, pet store specialist yeah. in monkeys because, you know, she's kind of stumped us today. We normally have an answer for everything, but I, I got to admit, Anna, that that one we don't have a good answer for. But we have good answers for a lot of other questions. We do. We absolutely. Do. So There's don't be afraid to come and call us or text us or hit us up on social media, utalkradio.com. Stay with us. We've got a lot more Utah right after this. Utah Radio Hello. with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. You're listening to You Talk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. If you're not following us on social media at You Talk Radio, why not? Yeah. We want you to follow us. Yeah. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on with the Utah crew, and we love hearing from you guys. Hey, you know, besides calling us with a question, you can also reach out to us at utahradio.com or on Facebook at You Talk Radio. Here's one we got from Tony on Facebook. He writes, my sister was hit by a drunk driver, and now she's paralyzed. How can I forgive him? First off, Tony, we're really sorry about what happened to your sister, and it's a really tough situation. It's really hard. And and hope she's, um, you know, well, one, thankful that she's alive and that she's still in your life. Uh, But, you know, it's definitely a difficult thing when she's not the same person she was before. That's a hard thing for you and your family to handle and to see your sister in that situation. And I can understand almost a... uh, I'll use the word hatred, you know, for this guy, because you're going, wait a minute, if this guy hadn't done this, my sister would be fine. You know, I got in a car accident um, like a few years ago. And actually, the the one that was really hard was on my prom night. Oh. I got in a car accident after prom. We were going up to meet some friends and a car, We were, so my date and I were stopped at a stoplight and somebody rear-ended us, knocked us straight oh. into the intersection. Oh. And it was a hit and run, and they just drove off. No. Um, thankfully, we were both okay. But honestly, I've had, like, neck problems on and off my life. And I think it all kind of goes back to, like, that night. Um, so, you know, it's hard because you you sometimes live. I mean, and to be paralyzed, that's even, you know, worse than the neck pain that I'm feeling. But you're going to always have that reminder. So it's definitely, you know, I think difficult for, I think, his sister to forgive. But I know also for him to forgive yeah. when you're constantly yeah. having that reminder. But I think it's important to forgive for sure. Oh, yeah. I. Uh, it's really hard when you're in a tough situation and the... I, I'm realizing in my personal life that when you hold on to a grudge and you hold on to this hatred, that it does not help you. And it's better to just forgive that other person or forgive yourself or whoever you need to forgive and then just be free of that heaviness and that burden. As hard as it is what you're going through, I think in time you'll be able to look back and 
be able to forgive that driver and you know your sister's still alive she's not the same well you know lack but, of forgiveness yeah. turns into bitterness too it does. you know i mean and it just eats you up on the inside it, it's like a like an emotional cancer you know because it's just eating you up you gotta let it go because that's to forgive that's what it means to let go and i hope that tony you and your sister um through some you know healing i mean i don't know when this happened but it's it's something where you can be a blessing to someone mm-hmm. else with your story because there's going to be other people that are going to be dealing with very similar things. And I think it's important to see where you can turn this negative thing into something positive. Well, we don't know how old the driver was who hit Tony's sister, but we do know that driving is becoming more dangerous for teen drivers today. The number of fatalities and crashes involving teenage drivers spiked nearly 10% last year. Wow. That's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And you know why? Why? Because teen drivers are so much more distracted because of their cell phones and other passengers and music and... You know, how about gum? I was speaking at a a school assembly. Yeah, Uh in in Orange County at this high school and the... um, the newly elected uh, student body president and some other friends were in a car wreck on the way to prom, Larissa. And and uh, the what happened was the driver reached for a pack of gum. Oh, my gosh. Lost control of the car. The She, the new student uh, body president, was killed. She was thrown out of the car. A couple other passengers were because they didn't have their seatbelts on. So, hey, there's a distraction just reaching for a pack of gum. Mm-hmm. Or iPods, yep. switching your music. Or putting or your makeup on. Makeup. Yeah. I see that a lot in the times. car. This spike of dangerous driving has come after a decade when the number of people killed was cut nearly in half. So it actually went down and then now it's going now back. Now it's, it's gone up. up. Okay. Yeah. And teens are two times more likely to be involved in fatal crashes than adults. Hey, that's Whoa. not a good statistic. That is no. not good I'm at sure all. it also has sometimes to do with like seatbelts because I know a lot of people forget to wear their seatbelts yeah. or they think they're too cool for seatbelts. So that's, I'm sure, adding to that. Well, and you know, um, Larissa and Katie, this is kind of close to my heart because uh, uh, a drunk driver hit two of my very, very close friends um, and co workers in our organization and they were killed. Oh, I'm um, they sorry were to hit hear that. head Horrible. on. Yeah. Oh, Chuck and Jamie were on their way to one of our events in Central California to set everything up and minding their own business, listening to some tunes. And out of nowhere comes this uh, car full of four drunks, hits them head on. Here's what's ironic Chuck and Jamie are killed. The four drunks walked away. Uh, I always uh, hate hearing that on the uh, news. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. I've, yeah. So this whole driving thing, guys, we got to get this under control. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it seems like, oh, it's not a big deal and everyone's doing it, but it is a big deal when you hear these statistics and it really is making a difference when you are distracted and, you know, you always say, oh, it's never going to happen to me until it happens to you. Until it happens to you. Yeah. Then it's too late. I think it's important that we take control of our own actions. We decide to be responsible drivers. Don't put our makeup on, Larissa. (laughs) Don't change our iPod music, Katie. But no, seriously, I think if we all just said, I'm going to do what I can do. And and I think it's not only being a defensive driver, we have to be an offensive driver today as well, because there's so many crazies on the road. So let's not add to that number. Let's be responsible drivers. And I think we should keep our friends accountable. Yes, we should. You know, a lot of times it's not 
fun or cool to be the one when everyone's, you know, laughing and having a good time in the car to say like, you know what, maybe I need to drive because you're not in a position to drive or, hey, maybe you shouldn't text and, you know, let me hold your phone or let me answer that text for you um, because I'm not driving. I mean, those are things that it takes some courage to speak up, but it's the right thing to do. It's not easy, but you need to do it. Maybe you've lost a family member or a friend in a car accident. Reach out to us and let us know how we can help you. Give us a call at 1-855-50-U-TALK or hit us up on our website, utalkradio.com. Stick around. We'll be taking your calls and talking with our own Dr. Josh about forgiveness. So don't go anywhere. Get into the world of Utah Radio. The number. 1-855-50-U-TALK. Taking your questions at 855-50-U-TALK. This is U Talk Radio. It's Steve in the studio with Larissa and Katie. It's U Talk Radio. It's all about you talking to us. And right now, Kathleen's on the line. Kathleen, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, hey. hi. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Um, I ha- I just recently moved in to LA, and I found my roommate on Craigslist, and um, I think. She's a drug dealer. Oh! <laughs> what makes you think she's a drug dealer, Kathleen? Well, like, she has, like, this one time I was, like, walking by her room, and it was, like, open, and, well, like, there was a lot of, like, well, there's a lot of cash, first of all, you know, like, just lying around and, like, okay. rolls, and then, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to test what the heck that thing is, but, like, <laughs> there, there's, like, this thing wrapped in plastic that's, like, looks powdery and stuff. I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't want to call the police on her, because, like, what if she's not? What if it is just sugar or, like, flour or something, you know? And, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to mess up our roommate relationship if that's just, you know, that, but I'm kind of suspicious about it. Well, you also don't want somebody kicking the door down in the middle of the night going, up against the wall, you know? Yeah. So how long have you known your roommate, and how long have you been living together? Well, like, it's been, like, a month and I, I met her before I moved in with her. Like I kind of, you know, we, we got to know each other, and you know, you know the whole roommate interview thing. And she seemed fine. And I mean, she's still fine now. It's, it's just, I mean, she's she's not home all the time, you know. So that that's nice. It's just when I, I'm just worried that there might be an issue. Does she have any other unusual behavior, like weird phone calls that she's always hiding or going out late yeah. or having people come over really late? Or? Well, people don't come over, but she, like for for the phone calls, like she always ducks outside or like it, it's weird or like she'll go in her room, which is, you know, her room is fine, you know, but like like we were having dinner this one time and like she got this phone call and like she like ducked into her room and like her voice became like super low and I was like, what the heck? Well, have you, uh, well, first of all, uh, whose name is on the lease? Is it yours or both of you guys? Mine. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And does she pay her rent on time? Yes. And does she pay in cash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't feel comfortable asking her what she does or what did she tell you she does for a living? Well, she says that she works at like this beauty parlor, you know? You know, you can also, have you met any of her friends, her family members? and? No, but she said she was from, like, Montana. Oh, yeah, no one lives in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and I just offended everybody in Montana that listens yeah, to our thanks, show. Yeah, thanks, Larissa. Okay, they're, they're going to shut us down in Montana. Say, hey, guys, really, the rest of it, Katie, you like people from Montana, oh, don't I you? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. we're good. Um, so she, she actually hasn't told you anything about where she's from and all that stuff besides being from Montana. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I think before you call the cops, try to get to know her a little bit, you know, more. Um, and if you start to see some suspicious like activity and you know what, I don't even put it like to take some pictures and just to have some documentation to if you see something yeah. that, if you think yeah. is illegal um, and and also just to you know maybe just reevaluate like with her like in a month or two like whether or not she should be the the uh, person you live with and I think it's perfectly fine for you to be asking questions because I think you have a right to know as the person that's living and the person who's on the lease yeah I'm just worried about you know like if I do need to let's say get rid of her like, how am I going to do it without, I mean, how to handle all that if it ever comes down to, I'm, I guess I'm thinking like five steps ahead, but you know. I think you have a right to know what she's, if she's doing something illegal and your name is on the lease, you could get in trouble for it. I think you should try to find out, but not just straight out ask her. Like Larissa said, just try to get to know her a little bit and see if you can find clues in what she tells you. I mean, the other thing is like, does, has the landlord, like, did she have to run, the landlord have to run a background check or anything on her? Or was it just you? It was just me. Because you can also say something along the lines and maybe, you know, so you're not lying, maybe even talk to your landlord. It's like, yeah, you know, I kind of thinking about doing a background check and maybe kind of say like, oh, well, the landlord wants to do a background check on all the tenants because they had an issue or something. Sure. And yeah. so that you're not the one that, quote unquote, the bad guy. But um, it might be a bad idea to get a background check. OK. And as a last resort, you know, it may be considering telling her that you, she needs to move out or you need to find another place to live. You know, I mean, not telling her that, but I mean, you personally can. <laughs> Kathleen, yeah. Yeah. finding another place to live because it's not worth the risk if you really think something shady is going on. Right. Yeah. Hey, let us know. I mean, call us back if if um, you haven't gotten a resolve to this. If you're still, I mean, we'll do what we can uh, to help you. But um, we do care. I mean, that's why you talk radio is here. We want to be able to help you uh, and others with the challenges of life. So f- please feel free to, you've got some friends here. So feel free to stay in touch with us. Thanks for calling, Kathleen. All right. Thank you. You can call us at one eight five 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 zero U Talk. That's one eight five 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 zero eight eight two five five. And anyone else out there, if you've got an issue with someone in your family or your roommate and want to talk with us, feel free to also send us a text or you can hit us up on our social media. Just go to utalkradio.com for all our info. Earlier in the show, we read a Facebook message we got from Tony about his struggle for giving the drunk driver that paralyzed his sister. Our very own Dr. Josh, who we all love and we know our audience loves him. Yay! Yay, Josh! We'll be up next to share some ideas about forgiving others. We'll be right back this is you talk radio you're listening to you talk radio with steve larissa and katie we're going to talk with our friend dr josh to see what he's got to say to tony i know this is like a really tough topic when you're dealing with loss or some serious deep stuff yeah serious injuries and you know we we love to give advice and, and we'd love to share with you what our thoughts are. But sometimes we like to get another opinion, especially with someone with, with more experience. And that's Dr. Josh. Yeah, I mean, he's like a real doctor, not a, you know, a, a medical doctor. But this guy deals with emotional and, and mental. And, yeah, he's you know. not Dr. Pepper, right? Yeah, no, no exactly. <laughs> and he's more than Dr. Phil, okay? So, but what I like about Josh is, is he is so practical. He's down to earth. He talks in real language. Language that people can understand. He's got a, a passion for students, um, college students, high school students. I mean, he, he really loves them. So let's go ahead and bring Josh in. Yes. Dr. Josh, great to have you on the show today. Yeah. What's your advice to someone like Tony who's struggling with forgiveness? 
Wow. Yeah. Forgiveness, that is such a, a difficult talk and an important one. And especially in a situation where a loved one has been hurt by someone else, that is just, it's really, really difficult. And, and really, I think that that's the first step of forgiveness is recognizing its difficulty, actually. Okay. Um, you know, knowing what your own feelings are, what your own emotions are, it, it can't really be forced. There's a part of, can you choose forgiveness? Maybe at an intellectual level, and, and to some extent, we do need to choose to go through the process of forgiveness. I think a lot of times we think of forgiveness as it's done or it's not done when maybe it's actually more of a process that develops over time where there's a little bit of forgiveness and then there's more forgiveness and, and even more forgiveness as time goes on. So it's a process in. Hmm. That, that's, that's my view of it. And, and, and some other people who, who talk about it, you know, we, we, we do use this phrase of forgive and forget, and it sounds like it's just so instantaneous and we don't think about it ever again. And that's, that's just nonsense. And in fact, I don't think we should forget because that's how we learn. We learn things by remembering, and especially when problems happen, when bad things happen, we actually want to remember them because that's how we improve things. And helping kind of make some meaning, I think, around that learning, what we'll do differently in the future, what we could learn from somebody else's mistake, could help us find some good in the forgiveness process. Josh, how hard is this to do, though? I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm oh, thinking, you know, it, yeah. it seems like it's not an easy thing to do. So do we need to have people in our lives that can that we trust enough to listen to then? Is that what you're saying? I, I think that that can actually be very helpful. Everybody is different, and so everybody needs a different process. I okay. think the real core is don't pretend like it doesn't hurt. Don't pretend like you're not angry. Don't pretend like you don't want to forgive. If you do that, it's probably not going to be authentic forgiveness. Okay, so now you've you, you've yeah, said how do uh, people help us. Yeah, I, I was going to say when you talk about authentic forgiveness, I keep hearing more and more. I mean, with what you're saying, I, I'm I, I'm agreeing. It's just it seems like you got to have at least one person, maybe a few, maybe a community of people in your life that can can look you eye to eye and say, it's okay to hurt. It's okay. Let me let me walk through this process yeah. with you. Yeah. I can't imagine it happening without that process. And and I was going to say, too, like, is it even necessary to forgive? You think that's important for the mm. process of moving on? Because, I mean, I think that's what Tony's question was originally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, from a, a kind of more purely psychological perspective, there is a lot of evidence that forgiveness can be very, very powerful for helping us move forward. Oh. But again, you don't want to force it. So it's valuable, but you can't do it too soon. You have to do it when you're ready. And again, if we kind of give ourselves grace to be able to take it as a process and know that it's going to be slow, that will, I think, be even more powerful for everybody involved. Okay, so somebody needs to know that it's, first of all, uh, don't fake it and don't force it, and it's okay to take it slow. Absolutely, absolutely. At the same time, you know, if somebody harbors like bitterness and resentment and anger, you know, for the rest of their lives, is that healthy? Not at all. And that's where there's a lot of really interesting research showing that when we have kind of chronic pain over and over again of negative emotions, that causes some significant health problems, actually. Uh, Chronic heart disease can often be affiliated with those kinds of emotions and Mm. cancer, actually. Yeah, exactly. So you really don't want to do it. It, 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 When they talk about non-forgiveness kills you, 
it, it kind of does. <laughs> oh, wow. In a literal way. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Well, well hey, we, uh, we appreciate That's you. That's for a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, having you part of the, the Utah crew here and giving us a different perspective, um, you know, a, a professional perspective, I guess you could say, uh, because you are a psychologist and, and you do have a specialty in working with you. So uh, thanks again for being available, and um, we'll be talking with you soon, I'm sure. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Dr. Josh. Yeah, we appreciate you being with us. It's it's. Uh, it's great to have somebody who's got more expertise that can go deeper with this. I'm sure he had a lot of he's had a lot of experience talking to other people who have faced similar situations. Yeah, he really has. And and something I want to add to this um, idea of forgiveness, letting it go. Do you know that forgiveness is really the responsibility of the one who's been offended or hurt? What do you mean by that? Well, it's our responsibility. For example, if I've been hurt by somebody and I need to forgive them. I need to go and forgive them in whatever way I can, however that works, um, because they may never come to me and, and say, say sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, it's and, and it could be uh, somebody, somebody listening to us right now that they're saying, but but Steve, I don't know where this person is anymore. Then write him a letter. And you can, maybe you can't mail it, but write it and and throw it away. At least you get that feeling out. I forgive you, uh, because otherwise we're prisoners. You know, the other thing I I was thinking about about Tony and uh, you know other people who have lost um, someone or have had a traumatic you know accident. Because I think sometimes when you think of trauma, you think of you've been to war, um, you lost a parent, yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, a friend of yours died by suicide. I mean, you know, these are trauma. But even if you you're not the one that's an accident. There's still a traumatic effect. Obviously, Tony has been seriously affected by his sister being paralyzed. Oh, yes. And, you know, I went through um, a big issue in my life with my family where I ended up in a support group dealing with my issues of depression and bitterness and anger. And and it was very helpful for me to be in a support group. And it, you know, some people think like, oh, that's for alcoholics or drug users and stuff. But, you know, there's support groups for everything. There's grief support groups and there's people who have dealt with, you know, different types of trauma. And, you know, don't discount the fact that um, maybe it didn't happen to you directly, but you had something happen to a family member that, you know, you too are affected by it and you might have to talk through some of your feelings. Well, guys, yeah. don't you think with support groups, and I totally agree, Larissa, when I was with Dr. Josh, I mentioned community. That's, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, another sense of it. But to me, it's got to be a safe support group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of the rule of support group, like what happens in support groups stays so, yeah. in support yeah, group. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way, but it should happen that way. Way and I know for me, I think if I was to go into a support group and I'm totally for it, I'm not against it at all. I'd be a little cautious initially, and that's what I'd encourage those of you listening today. Uh, If you're going to do that, be a little cautious until you know that you feel safe, that that there's a confidence there. Katie, uh, you've been involved in some of these things. Yeah, I was just thinking. um, Sometimes you don't even have to find like a made support group; just create your own. Okay. Find like I have a lot of friends that have been through some of the same stuff, and we talk about it. 
And so where our own support group. So if that makes you feel more comfortable than going into like a clinical setting or, you know, one of those ones that you don't really know anybody and you're kind of walking in a stranger, then do then just like build a community with the people in your community. You're talking about letting it be organic, basically. Yeah, like let it be organic, you know, find people that have been through it, you know, maybe people at your school or see if there's a group at your school that's... um, you know, a support group for something you've been through or start talking to your friends, you'd be amazed the stuff people keep in and don't let out until you bring it up. You know, if you're struggling with forgiveness um, or another issue that's that's really weighing you down, don't forget, you talk is a safe place to talk about what's on your heart and your mind. You can give us a call at 1-855-508-8255. You can text UTALK to 411-247 or reach out to us at our website, utahradio.com or social media at Utah Radio. Don't go anywhere because right after this, we're going mad. You talk, we listen. Call us at 855-50-U-TALK. 855-508-8255. It's U-TALK Radio. This is U-TALK Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. Besides taking your calls and responding to text messages and emails, we like to track what people have been doing to pay it forward. We call it Are You Mad? M-A-D, making a difference. So here's a story about a runner who demonstrated a very different way of making a difference. So there was this photo finish at a school track meet in Illinois over as two runners crossed the line at almost the same time. But they weren't battling for first or second place. They were actually coming in dead last for the best reason possible. Wow, that's incredible. These twin sisters, Chloe and Claire, had been competing at 800-meter race at Southern Illinois State Track Meet when Chloe felt something pop and went down. Ooh, Ooh ouch. Oh, that's, that's always a bad sign. Yes. Yeah. And Claire said, I thought, oh my goodness, what just happened? I went up to her and said, Chloe, are you okay? And she was like, I don't know. Something just pulled in my leg. Claire didn't call for help, nor did she wish her sister better luck next time and run off to finish the race. She did something else entirely. Okay, so this is what happened. Claire said, I put her on my back and then I started to jog and I got really tired. So I walked the rest and the crowd was just blaring in my ears. That gave me energy to at least finish it. So she had her sister on her back and she made it to the finish line. Wow. I don't I don't have the words. I mean, to, most people would have said, hey, see ya. I'm on my way. That's so cool that she would do that for her sister. Like you don't hear about that often. I mean, to do that for anybody, yeah. it would be a very cool thing. So they ended up crossing at the same time. And their coach said, you know, they didn't win the race, but they won the hearts of everyone in the audience. And he said he's been coaching for 20 years and it's the first time he's ever had like tears in his eyes as one of the meets. So it's just like this beautiful story where they've proven that sports is about more than just finishing first, but it's how you finish. It's about sportsmanship. It's it's not about just winning. Um, it's about making a difference and helping others. And I think that's a really important lesson that, you know, we sometimes get caught up in like, oh, who's winning? Who's going to get the medal and all these accolades. Uh And you hear these stories about Olympians that do the same thing where I think that happened in, you know, some other, you know, track race where somebody 
got tripped up and hurt themselves and then another Olympic runner put their arm over their shoulders and, and helped them make it to the finish line and both of them were not going to medal but it was the fact that they got up I mean they could have just walked off the field and you know said call me an ambulance but now. But you know that's a tough decision to make. Yeah. You know here you train and you train months, years whatever it is to get to this point of this race and you put it all aside to help somebody else. I mean that's huge. I had a run in with a hurdle. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if I've told you these, the story before. I may no. have. No. But I literally ran into a hurdle. Um, I, okay, believe it or not, I actually joined track when I was a freshman. Um, I, it was peer pressure because I do not like to run. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I see don't you either. as a runner. I don't you know? see you I play running. tennis. Katie, I don't see you as a runner. <laughs> tennis, okay. I can um, understand. There's running involved in tennis, but it's different, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so for some reason, all my friends were hanging out and, and track meet like you know you know practices and so I decided I would do it too and so I actually ran the hurdles during a track meet and I'm crossing the last hurdles and I tumble right into it and I scrape my knee and I'm on the floor and I have to say I didn't finish the race like I was just lying there until I don't even it's all kind of a blur to me but I somehow picked myself up or somebody picked me up and um, got me off the field and so I never actually got to finish that particular race so I can I, I know how hard it is to actually get up and and finish something because I I actually didn't finish. Well, I got to tell you guys about my judo match in college. Judo? Yeah. And I'm in this match. And there, you guys know I'm a big guy. And, and here's this other guy that I'm competing against. He's about half my size. And he's going to try to flip me over him. So he stomps on my right foot. Uh, and he starts pulling and pulling. But I'm Yikes. not going any place because I'm, I, you know, there's no You're way. You're like a mountain. Yeah, I'm like this, <laughs> this big, you know, oak tree or redwood or something, you know. And he keeps pulling and pulling. And finally, I finished the match, put him down, and realized I he broke two of my toes. Oh. Yeah, but I finished the match and I wanted to I gotta be honest, you I won, wanted, right? I, I won. I I won absolutely, but I wanted to do something else to that guy, but I restrained myself. You didn't do the eye for an eye thing. No, you took your I toes didn't, out. You, know. you were gonna take his toes out. Yeah, no, I I, I wanted to do the eye of the tiger. Oh, there's the Rocky uh, thing. I know okay, you like yeah. Rocky okay, and all okay, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I won, but but it was ridiculous because I wasn't sure I was gonna get through that. Well, I think a lot of times it's it's a matter of having that perspective. Yeah. You know, and, and I should say that if you're seriously injured, it may not always be the best idea to like move. No. Um, but certainly in this case, it was uh, you know safe enough for that person to move. Or in your case, you were able to finish out your judo yeah. match. Um, but I think it's the act of compassion. Um, it's the act of sportsmanship, and just really celebrating people that you know fall down and pick themselves back up. Mm-hmm. At Utah, we're all about going mad, making a difference, changing the world, and we want you to do that. In fact, we want to hear what you're doing. So reach out to us at social media at Utah Radio. You can reach out to us on our website, utahradio.com. You can call us, you can text us, text the word Utah to 411247. Let us know what you're doing. We just might feature you on a future broadcast. And right now, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more you talk. You talk radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. You're listening to You Talk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. Here's a text we received from Gabby. She says, My best friend's mother died recently. What's the best thing I can do to help a friend? Oh, I'm sad, Gabby, for your friend. Really tough. I recently had a friend's mother die, and 
it's always really hard to know what to say. Um, I think something simple that you can do is maybe just send a card um, just Mm -hmm. to let them know that you're thinking of them and you're, you know, just in their thoughts. Because I think, you know, when you have when you lose someone you cannot completely relate to that person at that moment, you know? And so a lot of times it's just, it's saying an encouraging word. And, you know, if you go to visit them, I had this happen when a friend of mine's wife uh, passed away. Uh, and, and Larissa, Katie, you're going to have a hard time believing this. I was at a loss for words. No. <laughs> you know, I just sat with my buddy and most of the time I just listened. I, I just, he needed to cry. I didn't want to give him any trite answers like I can understand because I can't understand. I, I, I haven't experienced what he experienced, but I could see the hurt in his eye. I could see the tears. I just sat and listened. Um, and I think sometimes that's all it takes. Don't think that, yeah, I, I know some people say, oh, I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. In fact, just say that to a friend or a relative. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say, but I want you to know I'm here. I want to give you a hug and I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to listen to you. Sometimes it's also helping them do the little things. Yeah. Like errands. I mean, I know when I've had friends who've, you know, suffered loss, you know, they don't, you're not in the mood to do laundry. You're not in the mood to like cook uh, and, or even get groceries and, you know, helping someone out who's, who's lost someone recently to just do those little things that could help them out. Cause you know, they might be dealing with, you know, this sounds so grown up, but like, you know, wills and estates and cleaning up. You, you never know. know. You don't know. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I have lots of friends who've lost parents, you know, at a young age and you know, they, they had to deal with all this really grown up stuff. You know, another thing we can do is, is send a text message. Hey, I'm thinking thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Anything I can do for you, I just want you to know I'm here. Uh, Reach out on social media. Just touch somebody, and whether that's a physical touch, an arm around their shoulder, a hug, looking into their eyes, or touching them with a text or or a snap or something. even sometimes getting their mind off of things. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, you, it sounds ridiculous, right? But even just sharing with them some silly photo, right, yeah, Katie? Yeah. 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 No, my f- friend just suffered a loss. Uh, her grandma just died and she would call me just like crying and crying. And like, all she wanted was just for me to be there on the phone with her or like, I took her out a couple times and was like, hey, you know what? Oh, we nice. need to get our mind yeah. off of what happened. And, like, we went and had girl days and we went to dinner and just were laughing and chatting and getting her mind off of it. And she's like, that just helps so much, like, laughing and, you know, having someone uh, be, you know, funny. And just it took her mind off of everything that was going on. You know, Katie, that's huge because I was just thinking about this other buddy of mine uh, who lost his wife and and I drove up the mountain to go see him and took him out to lunch. And he was so down when I grabbed him and, and we're sitting across the table and I'm making him laugh a little. Not that I'm making light of the fact that he lost his wife. I'm just trying to get his mind refocused. And when I drove him back to his house, he said, thanks. He said, you know, you you made me laugh. You made me smile. And I haven't laughed and smiled for quite a while now. And I needed that. Yeah, I think every person is a little bit different. But I think the, the end of the day, it's about, you know, finding that's something that can help your friend get through yeah. this difficult time. And after a while, you know, you never really get over that no. loss. No. Um, I know when I lost my grandpa a few years ago, I mean, every once in a while, like I start thinking about him and it gets me really sad. But, you know, I know he's in a better place. I know his memory will always live with me and Absolutely. my family. And I can kind of look forward to, you know, hopefully seeing him again one day. Hey, it's been a great show today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you found it to be helpful and encouraging. 
encouraging, even though it's been some pretty deep topics. Uh, you know, that's what you talk is all about, dealing with the stuff that's on your heart and on your mind. We appreciate your listening, and don't forget to check out our videos on our YouTube channel. Just go to our website, utalkradio.com, and click on the link that says YouTube. Tell your friends about the show. We'll be back next week with more You Talk. Remember, You Talk is all about you talking to us. You Talk Radio.